Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through when you don't know what to do. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, welcome to all my caregivers out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com. And we are on 24-7 live radio coming to you all across the globe on the platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, etc. There's just too many to mention. In fact, we're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast in the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two again, caregiver podcast on caringvillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Are you an energy sponge? And just in case you don't know what that means, that's an empathetic, highly sensitive person who absorbs negative energy as a sponge absorbs water. <laughs> Are you unduly affected by negative vibrations around you while the draining energies of those who need you suck you dry? And by the end of the day, do you feel like all you can do is just collapse? Well, best-selling and award-winning author of Earth Energy Meditations, Susan Shumsky, will empower you to defeat those energy-draining symptoms and allow you to be to get an immediate energy injection. Wouldn't I like an energy injection? Yes. <laughs> but before we get started, I would like to thank my last week's guest for coming on the show and sharing what they did, Darla DeMauro. Everything is easier when you're organized, sort and succeed. And we're all unorganized, aren't we? And that's a great show. And just a reminder, you can watch and listen to that interview and all our interviews, including the one we're about to do on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. Uh, okay, enough of that. Susan, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here with you today, Dave. We're both excited. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to ask my guests just, who is Susan Shumsky? And I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And why was she placed on this earth? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's just get right into the yeah, just a tiny meat little of question. it right there. <laughs> Why was I placed on earth? <laughs> uh, I believe that I was placed on earth to help people to realize their true self and to realize God and to attain spiritual enlightenment. Well, that's a good answer. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. And how did you first get into the help, self-help human potential field it was the 1960s and i was a hippie oh, you were a hippie. And i was i was you living still look like a hippie a dressed <laughs> up hippie with well i hair. that's a compliment <laughs> to me i think um no, you look great thank you so yeah and those of us who were flower children living in the san francisco bay area you know it wasn't just all about sex drugs and rock and roll really in fact we were seeking a higher consciousness. We were seeking altered states of consciousness. And our gurus at the time were Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert. Yep. And they told us we should turn on, tune in and drop out. <laughs> and uh, so that's what I was attempting to do. 
because I wanted to reach nirvana. They said that this is the way to reach nirvana. Well, how did that work out for you? Not too well. <laughs> Especially the LSD part. Yeah, when you got out of jail. It worked out so well for me. <laughs> so, uh, but I still wanted to reach nirvana, even though I had a horrible psychotic episode as a result of taking LSD. Wow. But um, so I was studying the Buddhist scriptures. I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. <laughs> I was reading The Way of Zen and other works by Alan Watts. And in Alan Watts' books, he said that you need to find a meditation guide. Well, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, you didn't exactly go to the <laughs> yellow pages and look up meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. So I asked a friend, how do I find this meditation guide? He said, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed and sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into a cosmic electric socket but in the most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. Little did I know that not only did I have my first meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any stimulants or drugs whatsoever. And very soon after that, I found myself in the Transcendental Meditation Center. Mm -hmm. And not too long after that, India, I was in India studying with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. I ended up staying in his various ashrams, studying with him for two decades. And I was on his personal staff for six years. Wow. Well, what is an energy sponge? You brought it up. Yeah. This visual. So, yeah. An energy sponge is a person who absorbs energy as a sponge absorbs water. And as they go through they, their day, they feel drained by every person that they come in contact with. They feel that people are like vampires, just sucking them dry, sucking their energy dry. And then by the end of the day, all they can do collapse on their bed because they're so exhausted. And this is very typical with people who are caregivers because they're so empathetic. They're so sensitive to the needs of the person they're taking care of. And they absorb that energy from them. And so it can happen. I'm not saying that all people are like this, uh -huh. but definitely there can be a drain of energy as a result of caregiving. Yeah. And for those people out there who, you know, their little warning lights, danger will Robinson come up anytime they hear the words transcendental meditation or, you know, uh, things about, uh, uh, you know, psychic or Maharishi, uh, uh, all of that stuff. And it just kind of, uh-oh. Um, the reason I have you on the show is because you talk about some very important things that caregivers are um, struggling with, you know, and even um, Eastern medicine for generations have always talked about the energy in the body, how it needs to be balanced, the yin and the yang, you know, chiropractors and, and acupuncturists, et cetera. And now Western medicine is starting to learn that the body does in fact have energy and, you know, there are energy draining things. I mean, um, everyone knows, I'm sure somebody 
who just sucks the energy right out of you. And you don't know how they do it, but, but they just get a hold. It's like they, they dig their talons into your heart <laughs> and they don't let go. And you can literally feel the energy getting sucked and they're, they're getting your energy that you need. And, and, you know, they were depleted before now they're full and now you're empty. And, and so I'm, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. And so that's why I had you on the show, not to try to uh, convince people about things that they do or do not believe in, but just to share uh, some, some facts about energy and negative energy and how they can uh, survive, but more than survive, thrive. Absolutely. By the way, um, I don't even practice transcendental meditation anymore. I, I was there for two decades, as I said, and that, that was earlier in my just life. Like, just like so, you don't uh, practice LSD and all that other stuff. That was stuff Right. I also don't take LSD. <laughs> and you learn from it. And, you know, I was right there with you. I mean, not literally, but uh, I was a product of, of that time. And we did all sorts of things that I would not want my children to know about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't mind talking about it, though. Well, it's a great testimony. Um, what was an incident that made you realize that you are an energy sponge? Oh, I think I think it's really back to the drug again, the LSD, when I really had a psychotic episode as a result of it. And in fact, I got possessed by an astral entity. I mean, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was horrifying. It well, that was, sounds uh, like something you, that sounds like something to hear about in, in Ghostbusters. That's right. Astral entity has possessed me. (laughs) Exactly. But it it happens. It does happen. And it's kind of the extreme version of what can happen to an energy sponge. Um, There are levels of influence from energies, from dark energies, shall we say. Uh, One would be influence. The next stage would be oppression. And then the worst stage is possession. And possession is where a, shall we say, lost soul, ghost, whatever you want to call it, uh, an entity that is not serving you, is not for your highest good, uh, is using your body, uh, has, has jumped into your body, shall we say. And as a result, you're not yourself anymore. Right. And uh, it is my belief, firm belief, that quite a lot of instances of mental illness are due to possession. Yes, yes. And the Bible is full of instances like that. I was just reading in the Bible the other day where uh, some, somebody brought Jesus, their son, and he said, well, what's the matter? He says, well, this, this demon takes over him, and then he, he goes on the ground, and he starts convulsing, and foam comes out of his mouth. Well, what does that sound like to you? you know? right. I think there's a very fine line between demon possession, uh, for those of you who believe or don't believe in it, I mean, there. It's, there are documented facts all around the world, maybe not so much in industrialized society, but you go into some third world countries and you really see it, the same kind of stories that Jesus spoke about in the Bible. Exactly. Yes. It's, and uh, it isn't necessarily a demon. It's often a lost soul. For example, this would be one kind of instance, and that would be a person who is an addict uh, addicted to substance. Right. And Cocaine addicts they, often talk about the demon, you know, that, that will yeah. put off of their shoulders, whatever. Yeah. So lack an, of a addict, an addict, if they pass over, uh, what happens when you die? Well, you've heard about the near death experience mm-hmm. where uh, they often see a light. They 
see a tunnel, they go into the light and so on. Well, there are some people, some souls for one reason or another who do not go into that light after death. They might get stuck or stranded in what we call the astral plane, what I call the astral plane. And if that person, for example, is an addict, then, um, well, after death, you don't lose your addiction, by the way. <laughs> when you die, really nothing happens except for the body's no longer there. So you still have the same addiction. And there, unfortunately, there are some souls who uh, then might attach themselves to a living human so that they can continue their addiction. That would be one example of entity possession. How can caregivers detach from the draining effects of those who need their help? Because right. if somebody's draining you, yeah. now, now you have nothing to give to your, care, to your care. Exactly. It's like your cup is empty instead of full. In order to give the ambrosial liquid to another person, the cup has to be full. So uh, what I uh, call psychic ties or karmic bonds should be cut. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they think, oh, psychic ties are so great. Oh, I have a psychic tie with someone that's fabulous, you know. But in fact, psychic ties are never good. There, there are spiritual love ties. Those are good. Spiritual love ties are on a different plane of existence from astral uh, ties or karmic bonds or psychic ties, whatever you want to call them. Those are leftover energies uh, that you have in your energy field as a result of some negative experience that you've had in the past. And one of those negative experiences might be this energy drain that we're talking about. So it's really important, in my opinion, to cut psychic ties daily with anyone that you are living with, anyone that you are caregiving, anyone at work, um, all the people in your life, basically, it's a good idea to cut those psychic ties or karmic bonds every day. And how you would do that is simply just say oh. a little affirmation such as this. I call upon the Holy Spirit to cut any and all psychic ties, karmic bonds, binding ties between myself and Dave. These uh, karmic bonds are now lovingly cut, 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 cut. Cut, 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 lifted, love, healed, dissolved, released, and let go into the light of God's love and truth. Now, I, I totally agree with you, but I must uh, say that most Christians, and I'm a Christian, uh, really get weirded out by the term psychic because it has so many different meanings. Uh, I actually do that, but I call them soul ties. And I know a lot of Christians in the Christian community call soul ties. You know, and we talk about cutting the generational curses. It sounds like the same thing. Just yes, using, it is the same. We're just thing. using just non non um, non threatening words. Yeah, you could say binding ties. You can say whatever you want, as long as the intention is to release the negative uh, energies that you have with the other person. That we so seem to have. Those no, ties are that very we important. That we, that we seem to have no control over. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we do have control so, over it, but you got to cut those ties. That's one thing. <clears throat> that's one. And then the other thing I recommend is to use an affirmation. To yes, declarations, we call them. Yeah, declaration thing. or decree, mm. whatever you want to call it. Something like this. I am in control. I am one with God. 
I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Or you could just simply say something like this. I am in control. I am the only authority in my life. I am safe, secure, protected, and at peace. Yes, and again, the, the key words there that people get weirded out is, is aura and astro, anything. So, but, but actually, we're doing the same thing in Christian circles. And I keep bringing up Christianity because, you know, half the world is are Christians, and we don't want to turn off half of the audience here. But there are, uh, apparently, these, these are truths, and they work whether you believe in God or whether you don't believe in God, because, you know, Jesus says there is a devil and there is a God and there is good and there is an evil. All you got to do is look around the world and we can see excellent examples of evil. And wherever there is evil, there are evil's helpers. So, yeah, we have to protect our soul from all of that nasty, nasty stuff. And you're giving up, giving us very good advice. Now, another one that I would recommend is, is one like this. Mm. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is, and all is well. I like that. Got nothing to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so how can caregivers... So these, these affirmations of protection, I recommend if you're doing caregiving, that you use these on a daily basis. Sure. Yeah. Because they like to, these, these things, whatever you want to call them, they like to wreak havoc. They like to take away our peace. They rob us of peace, joy, and love. And wherever there can be uh, an opportunity to create havoc or chaos or drama, they are there. And uh, we don't have to have that. And it just seems like some people, uh, I know I had to cut some people in my lives because there was just so much drama. You can't even say hello or have a conversation with them without somehow getting entangled in their drama. And I said, what, what just happened here? You know, that's right. It's all happening on a spiritual level. So you've got to get your mind on a spiritual level. So how can caregivers maintain a positive attitude when the person they're helping is so negative, because maybe the one they're caring for is trapped in all of this stuff. Absolutely. So not only is it a good idea to heal yourself, And to say positive statements, positive prayers, positive affirmations, but also you can say those statements on behalf of the other person. For example, you might uh, use a technique such as what I call the thought form healing affirmation, where you are simply saying, I call upon the Holy Spirit to release all limiting thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are that do not serve Dave. If I'm praying for Dave, You're praying for uh, Dave. I now release, I call upon the Holy spirit to release all thoughts of fear, anger, doubt, guilt, sadness, pain, unworthiness from Dave's mind now. And they are gone. They are, they are lifted into the light of God's love and truth. And I know now that Dave is filled with powerful, positive, new creative thoughts of love, peace, happiness, wholeness, self-empowerment, mm. self-confidence, joy, mm. freedom, truth, and wisdom. You know, Dave is at peace. 
I literally am feeling that. I mean, I'm not exaggerating here, but as you're speaking these words of affirmation over me, my spirit's receiving it and I'm exactly. Wow. That's that's good stuff. I mean, I literally felt it. It works. And if you're wondering, if you're wondering if that's okay, uh, that's all Jesus did when he went around healing the sick and, and uh, you know, of course he, he can say that in his mind in a split second when he touches Mm -hmm. someone, boom, you know, and he says greater things that you will do that I'm doing. So he gave us the authority to go out there and pray for the sick and, and do all sorts of good things that he did. So you're, you're right on target. And he also said, we are not defiled by what we put into our mouth. We are defiled by what comes Mm. out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is that whatever it is that uh, we think that we say, and that we do manifests in in creation, it comes out, it out pictures. Uh, So when we speak, speak positive affirmations rather than negative affirmations. So rather than going around saying, oh, I'm so unhappy, I'm so sad, I'm so poor, I'm so sick. Then we go around, it was the best thing to do is to say, even if you don't feel that you are, still say, I am happy, I am joyous, I am fulfilled, I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I am wise. (laughs) Amen. Now, Words this is, have power. Words they have do. Immense power. They they absolutely do. And if you're going to constantly curse yourself by saying, "Oh, I'm, I think I'm getting sick. Oh man, you know, I know I'm going to lose that job." But guess what? You're gonna you're gonna be cursed. And by the same token, if you can curse yourself, you can bless yourself. You know, exactly. it says it says in the Bible, Ephesians six twelve. I'll read it real fast. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, that sounds like uh, another name for all those people, our, our atmospheric energies. <laughs> exactly. Right. Wow. So it's really important for us to maintain purity of our energy field mm-hmm. so that we can be of service, greatest service to others so that as a caregiver, like I said, your cup is full rather than empty, then you can actually give something to them. So as I was doing that affirmation prayer, whatever you want to call it for day for you, uh, you felt the energy. And it is just because of the authority of my voice. And you know, I tell you, it practice, just practice with that. You may feel that you're not really that confident about saying these uh, statements for other people, but with time and with some practice, and when you see the results, that gives you more confidence to continue to do it more and more. And you'll find that, wow, I can feel 100%. I can feel that fullness. I can feel lifted. And by lifting yourself, you lift your environment. You lift everyone around you. Yes, and, and that's called prayer. I mean, while you were uh, filling me with that energy, uh, you were not depleting yourself. You were, you were like a conduit. You were taking God's exactly. energy, going through you and filling me, and that's cool. So what are some yes. of the, quote-unquote, subtle atmospheric energies that can influence caregivers negatively? Right. So there is, uh, first of all, just thought form energies in your environment, for example, just negative thoughts and emotions of people around you. And by the way, those can stick 
in, in the furniture, in the walls. Uh, they don't necessarily leave when the person leaves the room. That negative energy, there's residues of that that can be healed. Um, so that's one kind of energy. Another kind of energy are these earthbound spirits who did not go into the light after death. They're not necessarily demonic. They're not necessarily bad. They're just people who are lost and confused who didn't go into the light. And then there may be mischievous spirits and even demonic spirits. But mostly the spirits or entities or whatever you want to call them uh, are just lost, confused, and we can help them by sending them into the light. So that's something else that I do as well. And that's, that's true, because we know that uh, these things can enter animals. Jesus talks about this, this, uh, this entity, this demon, whatever you want to call it, that came out of the man, and it begged Jesus, send us into the pigs, because it's like they need something. They need a human body or, or an animal body or flesh and blood to, to I don't know what. So Jesus said, I right, go, you know, and they all left the man i guess there were a lot of them and they entered into the pigs and the pigs like freaked out they just went over the cliff and drowned in, exactly. into the water mm-hmm. and um uh, you know i forgot what else i was going to say it was it'll come back to me <laughs> well i uh, i think it might be a good idea for us to do just a little demonstration of that sure. of how we can uh, help <clears throat> the soul to go into the light if we notice that there is an entity present Then we just say something like this. We just speak lovingly to the entity directly and tell them that they are filled with love and light and then ask them to go into the light politely. You can say something like this. Dear one, you are healed and forgiven. You are unified with the truth of your being. You are filled with divine love. You are filled with divine light. You are free from fear. You are free from pain. You are free from this earthly vibration. And I call upon the Holy Spirit to take you into the light, into your perfect place of expression. Go now in peace. Go now in love. I remember what I was going to say. Um, Are there instances, I know there are in the Bible, where um, these things can attach themselves to inanimate objects? Because like like God in the Old Testament said that uh, all of you idol worshipers and worshipers of the sun and worshiper of Baal and worshiper of uh you know the the um uh, venus the aphrodites and, and take those things because they had just come to know god take them and burn them you know so there was something about them that represented the evil that god said they have to be burned they have to be destroyed they have they have to get them away from you so right. what is it what what is it about them because you can't like speak to an object and say uh <laughs> this lamp i you know whatever yeah, but but you can do a, a something like this you could say call upon the holy spirit to fill this space or fill this uh, all the furniture in this room fill it with divine love and light mm. lift the vibration of the of the uh <sighs> lamp the <laughs> yeah. the furniture in this room lift this entire home, in fact, and this entire property, lift it and bring divine love and divine light into this field, into this atmosphere. So you can invoke the Holy Spirit, you can invoke the deity that you worship and call upon them to lift the vibration. And through that invocation, the atmosphere 
will be lifted and cleansed. Yes. You can yes. just say uh, affirmations that do that. And in this, in my book, Earth Energy Meditations, uh, I have a lot of different techniques for that. Well, and for those of you who doubt whether something like that, like a rock has uh, energy or, or uh, Jesus said, if you don't worship me, the rocks will cry out. Now, really, I guess rocks have some kind of an entity, some kind of energy where if, if they had to, they could speak. Well, everything is living. You know, we live yes. in a vibrant living universe and the entire universe, everything in the universe has life in it. Even Absolutely. inanimate objects are made of electrons and atoms that are spinning around and mm-hmm. filled with energy. Everything they were made, made, they were made by energy. God. They were made by right. God. So, you know, there's something yeah. divine about them. Yeah. Everything's I'm, made of energy. And I'm not just talking about, you know, plants that are obviously alive and can die, right. but a rock. Someone looks at a rock and says, oh, well, that's, that's dead. Well, no, it's alive, believe it or not. On a sub sub-molecular level. Subatomic particle alive, level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is alive. Interesting mm-hmm. conversations. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is your most potent method for caregivers to refresh and renew their energy? Well, I think that one affirmation, um, which is, can be shortened to just say, I am in control. I am the only authority in my life. I am filled with love, peace, <clears throat> harmony, and wisdom. Thank you, God, and so it is, or something similar to that. So obviously, you've been doing this for a while. Um, How has that been working out for you? Give us a testimony of of what this has done to change your life. In one word, happiness. Happiness. This brings happiness. It doesn't want happiness. Yeah. It brings happiness because when you're connected to spirit, when you are when your vibration is lifted to the highest vibration that you can comfortably enjoy, you are happy. You are filled with love. You're filled with all the divine qualities, love, joy, peace, peace patience, kindness, goodness, long suffering, self-control, gifts of the spirit. All of these things come when you are uh, filled with spirit rather than filled with negative vibrations, negative thoughts, negative emotions. So you can change. You have the power to change yourself and to even to help other people. If you have their permission, uh, you can help them similarly Yeah. through praying for them, through speaking these words, these kinds of positive affirmations. And last point for those skeptics who, who don't believe us, um, <laughs> you are a happy person. You've done all of this, yet we're living in a fallen world. We are fallen creatures. We're imperfect. Tell me what a bad day for Susan looks like. A bad day for Susan is if I get emotionally caught up in something and I just feel <laughs> crappy <laughs> and I forget to do the prayer. <laughs> so you got sucked into something. Yeah. Okay. That makes That's sense. a bad day. All right. Well, it's amazing. Or, or when my RV breaks down. I live in an RV. I'm, <laughs> I'm broadcasting you from my RV. Really? When that breaks down, then I'm not, then I'm usually not too happy about that. <laughs> and it's a nice, it's a nice RV. Yes, it's very nice. And why do you live in an RV? Is it because you're always on the move? 
Yeah, I somehow the I've been traveling, living in a, uh, I've been living in a van, city. a trailer, or an RV since 1989. Of course, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Living I, in I a told van. You said I was a hippie. You said I yeah. still look like a hippie. So living in a van down by the river, eating government processed cheese. Yes, yes. <laughs> There well, must be some song lyric or something. Yeah, I figured. Actually, it, it was a it was a it was a skit <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Oh what? Oh um, yeah. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> some of you out there know what I'm talking about. Well, I, it's hard to believe how fast uh, thirty or forty minutes can go. But um, tell us how we can get your book, how we can get a hold of you, or answer any questions that someone might have about their right. energy. Well. Absolutely. So my website is drsusan.org. That's drsusan.org. I think you should be able to read that at the bottom of the screen. Maybe not, but drsusan.org. And then the other one would be... That's DR for doctor. Yeah, DR for doctor. The other one would be divinetravels.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-S. That's plural on the travels. Divinetravels.com. You made that perfectly clear for us. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Dave. I feel fantastic after doing all those <laughs> prayers. <laughs> cool. And it is more blessed to give than to receive because when you it bless is. others, you bless your he- yourself, don't you? Exactly. And that's why caregivers should feel great for caring for another. Often that's not the case. Often they they you know feel depleted and drained and uh, bitter and, and resentful because yeah. they're just looking at it in, with the wrong attitude. And I watch, exactly. uh, listen to these comments on my 34,000 uh, Facebook page of people who are no longer caregivers and people are talking about their rough time and says, you know, I did that. And, and yeah, I didn't take very good care of myself. And, you know, I, I miss her so much. I would do it all over again. And, uh, you know, because it, it's like they, they realize that they missed out on the blessing of it and now it's over, it's gone. So yeah. en- enjoy that loved one, no matter how many days or weeks or months or years they have left, because there will come a day that you will miss them and you will wish those days were back. And again, a reminder that all our shows become recorded podcasts and video casts on our platforms mentioned before. And uh, also my membership website, caregiverdave.com, a free membership support community with lots of free gifts and resources. And if you're watching this on a platform, just click the like button or the thumbs up button, whatever uh, is at the bottom. It helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google search engine algorithms. I don't know how that works, but it's a good thing. So again, thank you all for tuning in every week and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap, as they say. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks for inviting me. And I'm, um, I'm very pleased that you're so religious because I was able to actually use words like God and wasn't feeling bad about it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like to use the term religious because I know a lot of religious people who are not very godly. I, well, whatever. I, I like to say, you know. <laughs> uh, Let's I, just say I'm really glad that you're a spiritual person because yeah. it made me feel at home. <laughs> yeah. And likewise, when I speak about these things, you know, I can't, I'm less inclined to use the religious Christian words and more inclined to use your words. And it's just the opposite for you when you're talking to, uh, you know, secular people, you're less inclined to use my words and more inclined to use your words. But we're just talking to different audiences. And Jesus did say, or no, the Apostle Paul said, 
when I speak to the Romans, I am as the Romans. When I speak to the to the uh, to the heathens, I am as a heathen, and so on. Be many mm -hmm. things to many people, but we're, it's the same message. So mm -hmm. you know. Cool. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks nice, for inviting me. Nice I enjoyed it a lot. Page. Yeah, me like, too. I wasn't kidding when I said I feel so high after doing praying the whole time. <laughs> I feel great. I really do. I'm 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 surprised, and I have people pray for me all the time. But that was a powerful prayer. You know, well, some people can pray a simple little prayer. Anything that comes out of my mouth is pretty powerful. What? Any anybody can say a simple little prayer, but it's it's the prayers that contain the word of God, the actual words Authority, of God. Authority, yeah. And the prayers, I always like to use scripture when I pray, you know, right? And and say, Lord, I thank you that that we are the head and not the tail. I thank you that uh, you know we will, you know, so on. I, my mind is kind of blank right now, but I no, um, I understand what you're saying. Use scripture. Exactly. Because like I am the resurrection and the life, you know. Yeah. That that word has power. I am the resurrection and the yeah. life. And mm -hmm. uh, words are are powerful, <clears throat> and, and they are living entities. You know, uh, the yeah. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. They're just floating around the universe. You know, yeah. let there be light. You know, that doesn't go away. That's here. You know, and God created the world. Right. And so on. So yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's a great thing. And then for those of you who don't believe in God. I kind of feel sorry for you because you're missing out on a lot of stuff. One day you're going to realize that there is a God and, you know, like the caregivers who, who didn't have fun caregiving. Now I know it's sometimes not fun to be a caregiver. You know, you have to change diapers and you, and you have to, you know, uh, lose sleep, et cetera. But there are ways that you can take care of yourself, put your needs on first and have the wisdom to understand that if it gets too rough, that you can't do it anymore, that it's time perhaps to move your loved one into a facility. So don't, this isn't a martyr syndrome. We're telling you, you know, yes, you know, kill yourself and be happy about it. No, have the wisdom to know what your limitations are. And when you reach them, it's time to make other arrangements for your loved one. And that's just wise. Some people are motivated by guilt. Oh no, I promised her I'd never put her in a nursing home. Well, renege on that promise and say, I'm going to make you a new promise. I promise that I'll give you the best care possible. So don't feel trapped by your words. I didn't know I was going to say that. <laughs> Someone needed to hear that. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, great. Anytime we suffer loss, we grieve. And a lot of people don't realize what even the grief process is. But it could be five to seven steps ranging from denial. I don't believe this is happening. Anger. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset this is happening. To a form of bargaining, how can I get out of this? To depression, which is a very serious thing because that often leads to suicide. And then finally, finally, after you realize you have no more control over your situation and you're totally okay with the new normal that it brings, that wonderful, wonderful place called acceptance. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing.